You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money with Brenthurst Wealth. And today from Brenthurst Wealth, I'm talking to Suzanne Hellman. And you sent me a piece about the importance of involving your spouse in your financial planning. I think you should involve your spouse in everything that you do, but you're focusing on financial planning. What was the basis for this piece that you sent me? Why do you need to have your spouse involved? Afternoon, Lindsay, and hello to the listeners. Thank you. Um, Lindsay, for decades, we um, it's believed that the man of the house should manage the finances and also the financial plan for the whole family. Um, and we've seen it with many times, especially older couples, where um, someone passed away, either one of the spouses and the other one doesn't know what's going on. They are left um, aloof. Nothing is happening. They don't know. Bills aren't being paid because they don't know what bills need to be paid, actually. So we've seen it that when spouses commit to the same goals, the same financial plan, the odds of them reaching their goals in the end are greatly increased. So for me, it is vitally important to involve both spouses in a financial plan to move towards the same goal at the end, being retirement and saving for um, that specific retirement. It's quite an obvious thing, isn't it? You share everything else in your life, physically, mentally, and every, and everything else. So financially, it should also be shared. Now, you start with the monthly budget. You say, in the average household in South Africa, the wife is responsible for buying the groceries, paying of school fees, etc. If she is not involved in working out the household budget, then obviously things start to fall apart. So you start with the basics, the monthly budget. Exactly. That's basically the first step of any financial plan is your budget. Mm. A budget is not just spending. It is also very important that you prioritize your monthly savings in that budget. And I'll start by using the, the example of many South African women are the buyers in the house. The men go out, they go and make the money. The wives get a certain um, allowance, if you call it that, during a month, and she needs to make sure that everything runs smoothly in the house. But if she's not aware of what the uh, budget is, what has been set out for savings and for spending, she can easily just swipe the card and then overspend. And if you turn that table around, if the husband is not aware of increased prices for food, for meat, or the child's tennis lesson that the the annual fee has now increased. He is not aware of that, so he's not actually seeing what the wife needs to make sure everything runs smoothly. So involvement from both parties in a monthly budget is very important. Yes, it is. And what's very important as well is investing and not just investing for the month in your household sense, but also investing for the future, uh, investing together. And investing is a very interesting one because men and women have different types of attitudes towards investing, as we've seen recently, very recently in the last few weeks, in fact, about how mainly men have ganged up and, and started to invest in a certain way on certain websites. So investing together, I think, is terribly, terribly important. Tell me your thoughts. Exactly. And um, actually, later on in my piece, um, that's one of the topics where I mentioned that you have to respect each other's opinions. Um, I'm not saying invest 
everything into one investment. It's vitally important that you invest in both spouses' names to ensure for tax planning as well, but also should someone, one of the spouses fall away, the other one is not left with no running cash because the whole estate is tied up. If any, everything was um, invested in the spouse that passed away's name, you don't have access to cash, meaning you have no running cost or running uh, cash flow. Um, and that can end, end up burdening you. Um, if you and when you look at investing specifically, if you involve your spouse in investing and making sure they go and see the financial advisor with you, um, you ensure that your investment plans are aligned and that there's sufficient provisions made for the family in the event of sickness or retirement and even possibly death. Um, it is very commonly known that most women outlive their husbands, as we all know. Yes. And we see it all too often in our industry that when this happens, the wife is left alone. She has no money or she has enough money, but she doesn't have a clue to, or a direction to what she needs to do with this money. She falls prey to a possibly predatory advisor who is simply looking um, at um, – getting his own gain and not addressing her needs at all. He is physically, see here, uh, easy prey, wife doesn't know what's going on, and she's then just falling prey to this person. Do you find that in South Africa there's it's a sort of a patriarchal society where the man is dominant and the woman is not subservient but is less forceful? Because from what you're saying, that's the impression I'm getting, whereas in, for example, where I'm living at the moment in, in Europe, it's not the case at all. Do you think South Africa is behind the times when it comes to equality? Lindsay, I might put myself out there now for some people maybe criticising me, but... We, we tend to see that type of relationship more in your older clients, your almost retiree clients. Yes. Anything from around 50 upwards, mostly. Yes, in the younger generation, there is here and there you get this dy uh, dynamic in the relationship, but mostly your 50, 60, 70-year-olds had, because that's the way they grew up. Dad went out, dad went to get money, mom stayed at home, look after the kids. Um, she was the more, in inverted commas, sub, sub, uh, subservient type of relationship in the, in the household. Yes. In your younger generations, that changed. The woman in, the, in a relationship is contributing just as much and in certain um, scenarios, even more than the husband. So they've got a financial input. They were forced to be financially more on it and be involved in the plans going forward. Good. I'm glad you've said that. Respecting each other's opinions is another paragraph that you've headed here. And it says here, people's risk appetites differ vastly when it comes to investments. And that's what I've been saying. Men, you know, they want to go out and hunt, whereas women, and again, I'm being, I'm not being sexist, but I'm being observant here. Women want to nest, men want to hunt. It's like if you're watching television, men want to hunt around with the, with the remote control, looking for uh, <laughs> different programs, and you want to sit down and watch... The, what, what's in front of you it's a very stupid example but you understand what i mean in other words a partnership is a, a combining of different needs and wants 
Exactly. And when you do these investing, investing together and speaking to a financial advisor together, the financial advisor can help the, the couple to guide their needs and their opinions in the right direction to complement each other. The investments can be structured where the husband or the, the more, more riskier person mm. can have a share portfolio while the the wife or the more conservative investor can have a fixed investment. There's a place for both these investors in a relationship, but with careful management and the correct guidance, you can have a scenario where the growth can be increased over time and not making the one or the other feel uncomfortable or that their opinions is not valued in the relationship. Be open to changes. You say when you initially married, your life looked different. You were young at the beginning of your life. As you grow older, there might be opportunities to make changes to your career or realize a dream and you go on from there. What do you mean by be open to changes? Do you mean that as your married life or your life in general gets to, you know, towards the, the autumn of your life, the way that you look at things change? Exactly. But not necessarily when you move on in life. We we see sometimes we see clients that um, they get stuck in a hole, stuck in a rut. Yes. Where you are, you got a job, um, and it's giving you X amount of income every year or every month. Now there's an opportunity that comes along to take another career path or to better yourself. Something that comes along that you have to take a sabbatical for a year to finish your studies or focus on studies. Yes. Now you don't want to do that. I'm saying be open to that changes. Speak to your spouse. Tell them about these opportunities or potholes that comes along that you need to be address because it might reduce your monthly household income and savings for a year or a six-month period. But after that, it can have a huge positive effect with an increased monthly income that you can contribute to the household. So don't shut everything down that comes your way, good and bad. Be open about it. Talk about it. Make conscious choices to talk about your financial plan and things that might influence that. See a financial advisor and adjust your plan accordingly. If you cannot contribute to your retirement savings for a year, stop that, but then make a conscious decision to work a year or two longer to say, okay, I'm not going to retire at 55. I'm going to retire at 60. Understood. The very important uh, final paragraph of your piece that you kindly sent me is the following, your will. I cannot stress, you say, the importance of this document enough. So the will has to be in place and it has to be updated, I would imagine, quite regularly. Yes, a will is something that needs to be reviewed at least every three to five years um, or any whenever anything big changes. Um, for young people, the birth of a child, for older people a divorce, the a spouse that might fall away, or buying a property locally or offshore. These things need to be included and specified in your will. Your spouse, if you are not involved in drawing up a will or something, your spouse might allocate godparents or um, something um, to overlook your uh, um to look after your children should something happen to both of you. 
if you don't read the will or not aware of that, you might not even be happy with the people that's being um, made guardians of your children. Your spouse needs to know these things to be um, involved in these things. If she might be nominated or he might be nominated of a possible testamentary trust, they might be nominated as a trustee. They have no idea what's going on. Ensure that they're aware of this and what your wishes are and what you expect of them should something happen to you. What's the conclusion then, Suzanne? Because this has sounded less like a financial interview than almost like family counselling. It almost sounds as though you're a, a psychoanalyst here. But what's your conclusion after all we've just said? Lindsay, for me, if you think about this, on the date that you said I do, you got into a car with your husband and your spouse. Either one is at the steering wheel. The other one sitting next to them. But the driver never teaches the passenger how to drive this car or telling them what our destination is going to be. Suddenly, halfway through this the journey, something happens to the driver. Now the passenger needs to take control of this car, but he or she doesn't have a clue what to do. They don't know where we're going. They're not equipped to run this car. That is a big problem in any relationship and can really have detrimental impact on your family and your loved ones that you leave behind if something happens. That's very well said. And one thing that you haven't covered in your piece, uh, because you're happily married, is when people <laughs> say, instead of saying, oh, I do, which you do in the first place, when you say, I don't. So when you say, I don't, in other words, you get divorced, there also has to be everything in place in order to make the I don't less painful. Exactly. You have to make sure that there's enough for anything in any scenario. Sickness, health, divorce or death. Everything needs to be covered. But both spouses need to know that everything is there and in place. Well said, Suzanne. Thank you so much for your time. That's Suzanne Harman from Brenthurst Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.